serve it up to the whiskey run dry you take your sugar and take your sweets leave you blinded on a one-way street and welcome everybody to the lunacy podcast my name is tony i'm here with dave david and connor Dave Stevens, David Sterling, Connor Ennis. I am Tony Pervenanzi. It is, well, it's a week before Christmas, guys. And uh, yeah, just like Florida, we have no fucking snow around here in Minnesota, for fuck's sakes. And we're not going to get any. We're not going to get any either. It's going to be like the 40s. Could it be close to a record high Christmas Eve or Christmas Day? Close to 50 uh, those days. So, um I didn't think it would yeah. happen again. Do you do you guys remember that the same thing happened about ten years ago? Um, there was uh, a winter where we had barely any snow in like 2013 hmm. or something like that. Right. But uh, there was snow on the ground, but it wasn't a lot of snow. I didn't think it would happen again, but it's even worse this time. You know, this I was kind of hoping there is... would be snow hmm. on the ground for Christmas, but then it could go away for all I care. I'm well, sure. what's crazy is down here it's cold. <laughs> no, see, that's right. That's pretty well. Hey, uh, David, now, when you say when you say cold, you're talking cold. about yeah. like high. I mean, define cold. Yeah. So I mean, like today, the high was I think 68, something like that. Oh, which is that's yeah. very cold for down here. So that's it's, sweatshirt weather. Yeah. Yeah. And Jesus. now tomorrow, yeah. I think the I think the high tomorrow is 62. Oh, well, I'm down there for that right now. Those but, those iguanas are going to start falling out of trees. They, they might. Holy shit. Um, they um, they definitely will the week after Christmas because it's supposed to be like low forties. David, you you survived the uh, the heavy rainstorm that came through Florida, got through all that shit. And, you know, we didn't get it that much. I mean, we got like an inch and a half, which I guess yeah. was in less than a day. That's quite a bit, but mm-hmm. I mean, we didn't really see much. Well, that storm went all the way up to New York now, and they're flooding going on in New York. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic, good old um, El Nino. Yeah, it's been well, it's a supercharged El Nino, with big one. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, so no snow around here, no snow in Florida. It's been pretty nice. Um, been two weeks since we've been on the podcast. Not a lot has gone on. I mean, there's, you know, I've had to deal with car problems, putting a new battery in my car, which is a lot of fun. Uh, Dave and I have watched a couple of Vikings games together. Uh, one up at now. We went to Iyer Brewing in Elk River last uh, Sunday afternoon for the Vikings uh, Raiders game, which is probably the most exciting game I've ever seen in my life. Uh, <laughs> it ended up with a score with a soccer score of three nil. Um, but the cool thing is, and I think I probably mentioned this on the podcast before, Iyer Brewing or Vikings games uh, from the start to the finish of the Vikings game is twenty dollars all you can drink. There are no limits in terms of like what beers they allow you to have. So it's any beer on their menu, as many as you want, you know, don't get like totally wasted, but it's a really good deal. Um, I think uh, Dave and I definitely got our money's worth and then some uh, from that deal. Between the two two of us. Yeah, for sure. And then, like you said, I mean, well, they're at, you know, a a pint of beer there is going to cost you seven or eight dollars, depending on what you get. But Mm -hmm. yeah, so do the math. You don't, if you have three, you've just made your money. And yeah, it's really, they even, we got there, what, 15 minutes earlier and they're like, oh yeah, go, you know, get, go ahead. Here's your wristband, get started. So go for it. yeah, great, yep. great experience. And there was really nobody, there was really nobody there watching the game except for us and a very large guy uh, whose pants kept falling down so you could see his butt crack. Um, 
at one point, by one point, I pointed, I said to Dave, I'm like, do you have a pencil? He's like, what are you talking about? I said, turn around and you could, you know, do the old pencil trick. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was, it was kind of funny because I thought there'd be more people there, but there weren't. Um, it definitely got really, really crowded because right at the end of the game, they were having, what trivia was that day? Was it like, like um, Game of Thrones trivia or something like that? I don't remember what it was. It was some, or like Hunger Games or something. Hunger, something Hunger Games, like, Hunger Games. Was Hunger it Hunger, Games. Yeah, it was. They were doing Hunger, Hunger Games trivia and like massive amounts of people were coming in. Filled up. Play, it went from like, Hunger Games. it yeah. felt, and there was more, it, there was probably more, but it felt like there was like, when we were there watching the majority of the Vikings game, there was like eight or nine people. And then by the end of the Vikings game, because of the, the, the start time of the Vikings game and the start time of the trivia, by the time the game ended, there wasn't a seat to be had. In fact, there, people were waiting to grab our table. So I think they could tell we weren't there for the Hunger Games trivia. No, no, no. I could tell that we were already <laughs> kind of in the bag from watching a shitty Vikings game. So, um, Dave, uh, you were I in... I don't know. At least, a win's a win. Yeah, I guess. Dave, you were in Canada again, fixing a mistake that you made last time you were out there, right? Is that the deal? Dave? The what? Um, you were in Canada mistake, again, weren't what you? Mistake? The mistake that you I was, made last yeah, time you're, Oh, <laughs> I thought I told you, but yeah, since we last recorded, I was in Canada pretty much all of last week. It's one of my shorter trips. It was like, I flew into Toronto again, but I flew, flew out last uh, Tuesday and flew back on Friday. So really quick trip. It wasn't fixing a mistake. It was adding on to some of the fabulous modifications that I'd made now, the previous time. You forgot a phalange and a gasket in some fucking well, thing. Pretty sure. I'm just, I'm covering other people's mistakes. I think, you know, the project manager won't mention any names. Maybe he forgot to order a part in time, a part or two or a valve in time. And so I couldn't program it and deal with it. And yeah. so I had to go back. Crazy. So yeah, you've been on, you've been kind of all over the place. Um, Connor, you've been doing anything for the last two weeks? Uh, fun? Last couple of weeks. Let's see. Um, oh, I, I managed to solve a mystery uh, with my insurance. So that was kind of fun. Um, for like six months, I've been trying to figure out um, uh, this whole copay. I have to take a specialty medication for psoriasis. So um, when uh, and each of those doses cost about sixty four hundred dollars every every time. Hmm. Uh, but, my ins- but my insurance is supposed to cover it along with the copay assistance program because I'm not paying $6,400 every time I need to take that thing. So nope. um, I'm go- so it came, it came to a point last summer where I, uh, they wouldn't, they stopped paying my insurance, stopped paying for my, for my medication. And then they were like, you oh. owe us $5,300. And Holy shit. so I was like, yeah. so I've spent the last six months trying to get it all sorted and long story short, Finally got it sorted last Monday, and they sent me a check for reimbursement. So that was nice. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah, but other than that, I got to watch the Packers get dominated yesterday. So that was mm. that was a fun time. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun for you. Fun for you. Um, we'll do a whole podcast sometime this off season about uh, the crazy drug prices in the United States. No, we won't, because everybody no, no. knows it's, it's fucking yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. So, um, uh, David, Florida's been cold, um, chilly. Chilly. Um, you have any more? You have another trip uh, to Disney? You go to Disney World uh, this for Christmas or something? Or are you doing anything? Crazy? No, we were, we already did that last week. No, that's, yeah. that's right. That's right. You went last week. That's right. That's right. Are you yeah, are uh, you staying? Are you staying down in Florida for Christmas? No. Oh, uh, we're flying up to uh, Eau Claire on Friday, and 
we'll be wow. in lacrosse till the 26th and then Chippewa Falls until the 29th and yeah. flying back just in time for it to be even cooler than it is now. So crazy. Crazy. Wow. Guys, I guess we're road tripping down to uh, Eau Claire, lacrosse, yeah. uh, somewhere yeah, in that say, range. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Hour, hour and a half I'll, from here. I'll have mm-hmm. plenty of free time. <laughs> <laughs> Can you take an, take an Uber up to the cities? I'll just call an Uber. Like, hey, Uber. Gotta meet my I buddies. Be able to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, well, great. Glad you're coming back up here to enjoy the uh, the the uh, brown Christmas we're having. Um, yeah. Uh, before we get into beers, guys, I uh, just wanted to mention once again, we're going to do this podcast every two weeks till the offseason is over. So not next week, because next week, this next coming weekend is Christmas weekend. And then the following week is New Year's. So it's kind of going to be, we'll see what's going on that weekend. But uh, unless anything crazy comes up with the loons, if they make a DP signing or something, which is highly doubtful, because um, we already know that they're, their new coach is the old coach, so yep. it's fine. Um, it could, yeah, it could be. You know, as we record this, it's you know, you know, it's Monday the eighteenth. As we record this, we could do our our next one early into the next year, first or second yeah. of the year. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see. Um, let's talk about beers because we're all drinking tonight. I hope we're all drinking. Please drinking. Um, yep. I have nothing special today, guys, because. Frankly, it was a it was a weekend that kind of blew past me, and then car problems and all that type of shit. So I just went with the Minnesota Gold Light. Everybody knows what it is. Third Street Brewing, fantastic beer, my go to beer. So um, yeah, go from there. Connor, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, I am drinking uh, a a favorite of our breweries, Lupulin. Mm-hmm. We're going with the West right. Coast Bias today. And mm-hmm. it's a uh, double IPA, 8.5% with 88 IBU. Um, ton of hops in this one. It's uh, you've got Centennial, you've got uh, you've got Simcoe, you've got uh, Amarillo, Columbus, and Simcoe Cryo in there too. Um, and it's you know it it it's I mean it's exactly how it sounds really. It's super hoppy. Uh, and with it being a double IPA, it's just really strong too. It's very, very good though. I would definitely recommend it to any IPA drinker out there who likes a strong hoppy taste rather than a malty taste. So it's uh, it's very, very good. And of course, Lupulin, shout out to them. They have uh, they have their. Oh wait, no, I'm sorry. I, I've I've gotten them I've gotten them confused. Uh, Omni is the one that just opened down in Rosemount, isn't it? Yes, Omni. Yes, yeah, their wine the winery. Yeah. Yeah, that's their the whole thing down there. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, but yeah, Lupulin up in up in Big Lake. Shout out to them. Uh, always a favorite on the pod. Yep. Uh, speaking of another L uh, brewery, starting with L guys, I have some sad news. Lupine oh, Brewing right. in Delano is closing their doors, which is sad because uh, they opened right around the time I moved here to Otsego, and I used to live in Rockford, which is like ten minutes away. Um. I remember going down to Delano right before they opened, and there was another brewery behind them in like this old, like, I don't know, garage area, kind of this big garage. And I remember it's called, I think they only last like a year, if maybe less than that. And then Lupine opened up, and they've been gangbusters in Delano since they opened. I don't know what the deal is. Um, 
it was kind of cool to have a small town brewery right on the river there on the Crow River. I think a lot of people went there. It was, you know, there was a lot of activity. Downtown Delano is a pretty sweet place. There's little shops and everything down there. Um, so it's sad to see them leaving the brewing industry. Yeah, um, that sucks. Yeah, and then, yeah, exactly. You know, I... Another another L brewery that is uh, closing is Lakes and Legend, Legends as well. Mm-hmm, uh, the, mm-hmm. They are closing. They're shutting their doors forever on January 6th. So yeah. um, I got to yeah, get that's... down there and get one of their beers. Yeah, that's that's a shame with, you know, in Loring Park. That, that's a nice area and yeah tony you know delano not that far from where i live in plymouth and and i so i've been there a couple of times on my way out to here and there and you you nailed it i mean it's delano's you know a nice little small town and and, and lupine is right in the middle of it so yeah it's mm-hmm. sad to see that go because that was a good spot nice brewery mm-hmm. um yeah they did a lot of good things too so yeah too bad for that so uh moving on uh david what do you have from the land of florida tonight um, so I went with a sour, it's a fruited sour. Um, it's called Heat Sweats from Point Ebel Brewing here in Fort Myers. Um, and it's a 6% ABV. It is a sour brewed with pineapple, habaneros, cinnamon, and vanilla bean. Holy wow. shit. Wow. And this is incredible. Like... I mean, it, I, it's so it's a crowler, so I'll drink that, but I would not, I don't think it'd be something that you would drink a lot of, right? I mean, it's sour, but um, man, this thing is, it's like a flavor bomb. And it's like, as soon as you get it even near your nose, all you smell is pepper. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, but then once you drink it, you taste a lot of, I would say it almost tastes like a, a green pepper or a jalapeno maybe um and then you get a, you get a lot of your pineapple following it and then finishes with vanilla i don't really taste cinnamon um but it finishes very vanilla and then all of a sudden the heat hits you and it's it's a really really cool beer um that is a ballsy combination yeah. Yeah, that, I, I always I always get nervous when when I when I hear like not that I mind spice jalapenos for that matter I like it but I always get nervous when I hear that you know as an ingredient in a beer because uh, I I don't know maybe it's me I think I've had a couple bad experiences not bad but I've had a couple of those you know spice beers that just just didn't really do it for me hmm. so I get nervous. Yeah, you know when we went to uh, Miami, well for Lauderdale, um, Lauder Ale where we went they had a couple pepper beers and i feel like they had one that was a little bit a little bit much like it just didn't hit right um i agree dave they they can be pretty they can be pretty intense and i actually i did a tet a taster of this before i even got a glass of it but i i thought the taster was fantastic so then i got a glass of it and i ended up getting another one of it and now I got a crowler of it. Um, yeah, it's Connor, like you said, it's ballsy with the flavors. It's they did really well. I, I think they did really well. It's well, fantastic. I want one. It yeah. sounds great. Yeah. yeah, sour with jalapenos. Don't mind if I do. Yeah, oh, well, fantastic. Uh, finishing it out, uh, Dave. What are you drinking tonight? Oh, well, you know, I'm drinking a a beer from an L brewery, which kind of makes me nervous because I hope this one isn't the next L brewery to close. But uh, now I'm getting loose with Loose Line tonight. 
and uh actually that and i'm not that's not me that i'm reading it off the can get loose it says but uh (laughs) you should do this let us think it (laughs) i'm not that clever come on guys but uh, no, actually, this is a brewery that Tony and I have been to very recently. Actually, it was Black mm-hmm. Friday, so a couple couple weeks ago now. But uh, yeah, I didn't get this beer then. But this is I. So this is not a new brewery. This is not a new beer. Uh, probably not even a new beer for the uh, podcast. But it's 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 uh, a good one. I went with their basically their flagship IPA, which would be the Foggy Bottom. It's technically a hazy IPA, um, but it's flagship for a reason. It's really good. Um, I, I, I think this is the case for most hazies, but it's uh, this is as it's hoppy, of course, but it, it's you'd be surprised, you know, if you're turned off by IPAs, which I know most of us are not. But if you were this one is this one just doesn't have that bite, doesn't have that hoppy bitterness kick at the end. Um, it's really smooth, easy drinking, juicy, citrusy, 6.8 percent. So, you know, maybe you start with one of these. But yeah, overall, it's their flagship for a reason. Great beer down at Loose Line in Plymouth. So. Nice. Yeah. Loose line, one of those breweries that's uh, tough to find uh, because uh, mm-hmm. of the, its location, uh, kind of in an industrial area. Same guy, kind of same thing with Iyer. You know, it's kind of an industrial area. It's kind of tough to find. But once you get there, it's a great place. Uh, pinball machines, uh, pull tabs, they got all up there. Loose line. You so. know, it's the same with uh, Wooden Hill down in Eden, uh, Edina. It's, uh, it's the same yeah. kind of scene down there so mm-hmm. yeah loose line's actually right ac- right around the corner from uh austin's daycare so i, I try nice. to get there every now and then you should you should yeah oh well great beers tonight guys um let's get into some just some small loon stock here guys because after re- recording this on monday most people are going to know by the time this goes out tomorrow that it looks like the i mean will trap is going to be resigned by the loons um so they're kind of Bring back the old pro, maybe to teach the new guys if we get the new guys, uh, some things. But uh, yeah, I, I, I guess it's guys. my thought. I mean, it, I, David, I don't I, know. I, well, I, I want to bring this up. Like, I don't. There was some very. There's a lot of. I don't even know if it was mixed reactions. To me, I saw mainly negative reactions. I probably wasn't looking that much, but it. I don't know. People weren't too excited. I, I think that might be part of the frustration of not having a coach not bringing in new players, DPs, you know, because mm-hmm. of that. But I think, it, but, so I, my feeling is it's just people's overall kind of animosity towards the team right now. If you're on that side of the fence, I should say. It's not a, yeah, it's not a right. bad, it's not a bad signing. Uh, David, I think you were with uh, on Twitter today talking with Blake about this or yesterday. And you had mentioned it wasn't, it's not a bad signing. If it's, if it's a low dollar amount, if they got kind of a hometown discount from trap, like yeah. he looked around, he looked around and said, "Okay, these teams are offering me this to be a bench guy. The loons are offering me this to be a starter, or potentially a starter. Do you kind of stay or go?" And he chose to stay. If it's a cheap deal, it's it's worth it. Yeah, you know, I don't remember who that was that actually used the hometown discount phrase, but um, yeah, I I had asked Blake if he knew, um where trap falls in in terms of starting defensive midfielders in terms of a salary right because 850 is that's high but in terms of all rostered players he came in at like 115th in the league 
which is not very high. I mean, there's 800 some players in the league, but 115, I wouldn't say is very high. But in terms of defensive midfielders, it'd be interesting to know. And I think that's probably high. Um, but yeah, you know, I agree. If, if he's coming in at like 550 or maybe even 600, that's probably not that big of a, it's probably not big of a loss. I mean, he's not, I wouldn't say he's great. If I had to pick him from somebody else, um, that someone, the bar is kind of low, I think in that sense, but, um, he's still a veteran presence. He's still, uh, he's still really solid passer. Um, Mm -hmm. generally, uh, very good, at, you know, above average, at least in transition. Um, you know, I think there's something to be said. In fact, I believe the entire reason Boxel's on the squad is there's something to be said about having, you know, a slightly above average player with veteran experience, right? There's that leadership component mm-hmm. to playing that I think he brings. So, I mean, I, I, I agreed with everyone that, Sure, you know, I'd probably rather have something different. But, um, yeah, if we're getting them at a decent price, which we probably are, it's unlikely. I would, God, I hope that we're not re-signing him for something close to his 850. Yeah. And and, and catch me up now. I should know this, but I, I forgot. But and So was he was he one of the players that was that Minnesota declined his option, or was he out of contract? I can't quite remember. I... It was declined. I honestly do not remember I, I, either. Okay, I don't want to go too deep into the woods, just in case we're yeah. wrong. And and if, but if it's a case where we declined his contract, you know, his option, you know, you'd have to assume we renegotiated for a lower uh, right. fee. So, and it and so, it, you would hope. That being said, yeah, you would hope that the even if he was now out of contract, we're not re-signing him for the exact same because that would be. Kind of dumb. Yeah, that would be yeah, a no, he, um, if you're going to decline it. Will yeah. Trapp was out of contract. Was out of contract. Out, okay, so he was out of mm-hmm. contract. Okay, so that's why I didn't want to go. But but either way, I mean, I think you know we're we've been un, under negotiations with him for a while. He probably had a vested interest into coming back as well as you know the club. He's the captain. You know, he's he's a veteran. He's mm-hmm. he's a huge probably help. I mean, I'm not. I can't speak. I'm not inside that locker room. But you'd have to assume. You know. He's he's liked by his teammates. He's a big presence on the field and inside the locker room, especially. So I, I don't know. I it's just for me, it didn't it didn't just it didn't you know it didn't raise a needle much for me. It was just I, I was I signed off on it. I was like okay, that's good. You know, I'm not going to complain about it. That's for sure. That's yeah. just my opinion. yeah. You know, and I know, even you know, for me, even for me, when we get our salary dump, what midseason, whatever that is, um, if it comes in at eight hundred thousand. I might be like, you know, they, they overpaid for him, but it could be a lot worse. Yep. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I I, I don't think exactly. I'm not that down on Will Trap. I don't think he, like I said, I don't think he's, you know, he wouldn't be my top choice, but I just don't think he's that bad of a player. No. Right. Yeah. And it's going to, and he's, he's going to be kind of a core when he plays in, in that defensive midfield and that allows, I think, a little more roster flexibility, which I'm sure Macaulay's going to appreciate as well. Whether you need to move Dotson, you know, up to left wing, let's hope not. But uh, yeah, whether yeah. you have to do that, whether Robin Lude moves out into a winger spot, um, so it, I think it just gives us that much more flexibility. It's not like we're we're. It's not like we have massive depth, you know, in that defensive right. mid right now. So, 
Yep. And uh, yeah. So speaking of Macaulay, guys, um, we did find out, I think it was last week, that he is the interim head coach moving forward. What that means is anybody's guess. I think it means that he's going to be the coach until they find somebody better. And whenever uh, that may be, whatever that may be. Well, I, I think the I think the writing's on the wall. I think it's going to. I mean, you know, a couple, a month ago, before we knew this, uh, I I I was still thinking that they they'd bring a new coach in before the season before match day number one. I definitely don't think that's the case now. And I think writing's on the wall for me. If I'm reading between the lines, I think it'll be months. What you know, and and I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but I think it's going to be months before we see it might correspond with the summer transfer window, the end of the year, let's say the European season, who knows, just saying that opens up a few more possibilities. Um, but I think, I think I it's going to be months. David, I think this is a bad thing though. I, I, it, it's absolutely a yeah. bad thing because you're going, you're going to, um, you're going into the season without a, uh, without a clear coach in mind it doesn't look like they've done any real prospecting for a new coach at this point. And if you're going in and expecting to find a coach halfway through the season, that tells me that this club isn't taking a search for a new coach um, very seriously. And I can guarantee, I can almost guarantee you that any other club in the MLS would have found one before the regular season began. They have, they have already. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, the, the other side, the other side of the fence, though, Connor, is the fact that I mean, they made their choice of you know, chief soccer officer, as they like to call it, um, you know, general manager, um, mm-hmm. whatever. They made their choice to hire. Uh, his name slipping my mind. Sorry, guys, but you know, I'll they made his. Yeah, and so he'll be here soon. He'll be here. Didn't they say it was shortly after the new year or after the? Holidays? Yeah, right after the new but year. But he's not. But the bottom line was he's not going to be here you know, involved in everyday, you know, everyday operations with this club until that point. So I think that's for better or worse. I think, yeah, and they, I'm not that, it kind of, it kind of, it kind of pushed their hand a little bit. Don't you think yeah. that's what I'm saying is like, I, it, I think the that, dominoes are falling. Yeah. I think we, we discussed this maybe the last episode where I, I think they flubbed the whole thing really. I mean, and I think that choosing a, soccer officer who could not join the squad join the team until late pushed out the ability to hire a manager so they just screwed everything honestly i think they screwed everything up um which is pretty amateurish but in my opinion at this stage i i would prefer that they use mccauley the entirety of the season for sure find it find a manager in the summer after europe and most everybody else is done yeah and then sign them up to join for next year like i think that's the appropriate way to handle this at this point because you can't like good god what happens if we're in july and we're in third place. You know, you can't you can't just let Macaulay go. Yeah, yeah. Right. When exactly. we're playing okay, right? right? So I think you just have to say Macaulay understand no matter how the season ends, you're done. 
we're going to have a new well, manager yeah. at the end of the season, this, and that'd this, be it. I think. Yeah, I, I, I this for me, it's like I, I think I think the I, for me, if I'm frustrated about the situation, it's the fact that they fired Heath with two games remaining in the season. From that point on, I assume they were on the fast track to getting a new head coach. Maybe they already had their eye on somebody. They were going to bring him in. Um, you know, but since then, obviously learning that that certainly was not the case. I, I did see some good takes out there. Now, this was, you know, we're talking about old news here. But, you know, I did see some good takes. You know, cooler heads shall prevail. Let's not rush into this and make a mistake. And, you know, whether that's what they told Macaulay or not, you know, Macaulay, it, this could work for him, too. He could be auditioning whether it's for this job or another job, oh. he now is being given a chance to sure. take a yeah. serious role then, as a head coach. He, he's not in the back of his mind. He's not thinking I'm going to, I'm going to be fired in, in two weeks. Now he can come into the season thinking, Hey, I'm coaching for not necessarily this job. Maybe he is or his next job. So maybe it's, it's better for both. So Macaulay's going to get his chance and we aren't going to rush into something and make a hasty decision well then, take but out the interim. Take by out the interim tag. Like yeah, exactly. Take then out take out the interim tag. Here's a here's what, conditional contract. Just for give the him, year. give him a year contract. Then, yeah, you know, just say we're giving you a year contract. Here's the deal. Well, right? Maybe Minnesota well, has I, the best of both worlds. You know, they don't have to do that. They don't I have think to, but... I think the interim still works. I still think the interim works. I mean, I've worked in companies that we've had, you know, interim VP of whatever for eight months i mean i think i think it works um i get your point though but yeah dave that is a good that is a good um view of it you know saying macaulay now has the opportunity to to kind of the one you know thing trial I will, himself for you know who knows what but the one, the one thing i will say i think uh that is good about this interim position is that uh if they had decided to give Macaulay the full-on player, or sorry, not player, coach contract, they may not have to up his pay. Um, mm, and they may be true. able to hold some of that money back to finding a a bigger coach, but, a bigger name. I mean, there's a lot of speculation with that, of course. But how, to, how much? But how much is Macaulay really going to ask for anyways? You know what I mean? It's uh, not like he's like... Coach, probably not much. Not much. I mean, he's been a what? He's been an assistant coach for how long? I mean, it's it's not yeah. like he's wanted around the league. And my thing is, my thing. I'm looking for perspective of like potential players who want to come here, right? As a player, well, do you want to come to a team that has an interim head coach, or do you want to come to a team that actually has a head coach? So that's fair. You know what I mean, that's that's my theory. That's part of my theory as to why they need to wait. Because okay, they already said they're not going to sign anybody big until mm-hmm. the summer. Well, if they have a manager in line for 2025 who might be able to draw some big players, you get them yeah. to come in. You know, okay, you got the last half of the season. Honestly, how many players do well the last half of the season anyway? You sure. get to get your team get acclimated to the team, the city, all that, and then next year you get. Jose Mourinho, right? I mean, that that's why not? that's kind of why nice. I think this makes sense. <laughs> not that not that I particularly one. like it, but yeah, I, it's a it's a interesting situation. Um, we'll see how it plays out in the preseason. We'll see how it 
goes with uh, some signing. We're gonna have to sign some guys. I mean, it's we got to have some depth. Uh, but uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Um, hopefully, the uh, slow play is the right play, um, and we're not kicking ourselves mid-season, going, "What the fuck did we just fucking do?" But uh, yeah, let's get away from the loons, guys. Let's move on to the big news story of the past couple days with MLS and uh David is leaving so we'll we'll give it a little bit. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, I don't I don't, I don't we'll, we'll we'll yeah. we'll give a little time to David to come back because he's probably getting ready to get pissed off about this. Did he write down oh, a speech? Yeah. Yep, he had to go get he had to get more beverages. He had to actually get yeah. his whiskey. He had to go get yeah. whiskey to talk about this. Yes, yeah. the growler. Oh, it's he had to get growler. more beer to talk, <laughs> talk oh, about this growler. shit. There you go. Um, basically, guys, in a couple words, uh, MLS said "fuck you" to the uh, U.S. Open Cup and said, "Hey, we're not playing next year. We're going to put our MLS next teams in the U.S. Open Cup, and we're keeping the senior teams out of the cup." And holy oh. fucking shit! That now there was from 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 both sides now from U.S. Open Cup officials they had no idea this was fucking coming they were blindsided by this whole situation they had no idea of course MLS is well if you go to MLSsoccer.com they say nothing about this uh, but uh, there yeah been, I know I, tr- I I looked at that too it's it's there not been, even a headline there have been some 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 little bit of uh, ins and outs from different people saying, well, a lot of the teams were upset by U.S. Open Cup because of the scheduling of it, uh, playing in stadiums that weren't up to par with MLS. Uh, some teams were using U.S. Open Cup to play their uh, subs and like lower-level guys. It, but that's not it, a it became, bad thing. It's not a bad thing. Uh, but it, it's all become a big, like, just a big, big hoo-ha right now uh, yeah. in U.S. soccer. And uh, we still don't know what the ramifications are in terms of, uh, was it uh, CONCACAF, that type of thing? Yeah, because the U.S. Open Cup winner gets what a CONCACAF seat or a CONCACAF? I, I think that I, I I doubt that would change. You know, U.S. They, you know, U.S. Soccer they haven't would control that. About, yeah. yeah, yeah. They haven't. Mentioned MLS does not. Changing. MLS it's does just... not control you know, CONCACAF or the Champions League. So, I mean, that'll still be the case, which I I just, what blows my mind is if you, if you look, who's in favor of this decision, if you, if you Google it, if you go onto Twitter, if you you look at everything, everybody's outraged. The only, Mm -hmm. the only entity that would be for this would be Don Garber and, and, and the MLS, you know, brass, basically. I, Mm -hmm. it's all about money. It's just a money role. And I just can't, but, I, I understand. I mean, I'm I'm not arguing the con- pros here. I just think the only thing I can think of is it has to be all about money, all about control, and there's just really nothing good to come out. Of. I just can't believe that that MLS would slap the face of U.S. soccer like that. I just can't believe it. It, it blows my mind that the first division, the highest level of U.S. soccer, is not going to be participating in the U.S. Open Cup. It's just mind-boggling yeah. to me. Yeah, and. You know, right. even when you do talk about money, it's always whenever you uh, do you really think that putting the MLS next pro teams uh, into the U.S. Open Cup instead of the MLS teams 
is going to make more money for the MLS and the U.S. Open Cup. If anything, you're giving up games for the MLS first teams, and then you're going to the U.S. Open Cup with the MLS Next Pro teams where you're going to get even less attendance than you usually do. And Let's let's talk about that for a second, Connor, because I saw some things on the social media and some articles saying this has a lot more to do with Lionel Messi than people are talking about. The fact that when Inter Miami plays in those U.S. Open Cup games, MLS does not control that. No, no, they don't. MLS gets... because the, the yeah the games aren't broadcast. The, the uh, exactly U.S. Open right. Cups right. were so, not, and at least I haven't obviously are not so, going to be played on Apple TV season pass. Exactly, so they're not exactly making any right. money out of that. Exactly right. Is that going to so, change though? Like well, with with uh, with this change, I, not. I, yeah, is like. Mm-hmm. Would that change whether or not Messi was involved or whether or not the MLS first teams or MLS next pro teams were in the U.S. Open Cup? I I don't think that changes anything. So I, I still well, don't get it. Well, to be I mean, no, I mean, to be fair, it I mean, it it, is, it does. And it, I mean, MLS wants eyes on its product. They, it, that's why mm-hmm. it's just a massive money grab. I said I'm not going to repeat myself again, but I, just, I still can't believe it. Bottom line is I, I, I don't know you know, the timing of it, whether it was Messi first or the, you know, the league's cup first, it doesn't really matter. Obviously, you know, I'm a proponent of the league's cup. I, I said it probably on this podcast. I loved the way it went down last year. It was incredibly entertaining to watch. The, obviously Messi was a huge part of that. Apple mm-hmm. TV seasons passed their revenue and MLS, you know, MLS already paid for it, but that went through the mm-hmm. roof, that kind of growth of that subscription service. They're not going to mm-hmm. get that. They don't get that from Messi playing in an open cup. They just won't because it's not broadcast it's, on. It's lost. It's uh, lost revenue for MLS season pass. It's lost. And another thing we're not bringing up here, guys, it's not only the Messi thing. It could be also the Apple TV thing. I mean, this partnership with Apple TV, this could have played into that. They could have gotten MLS and said, hey, we don't like the fact that your teams are playing games in the US Open Cup and we're not able to broadcast those games. Right, we're missing out you know, on advertising US... money, all that type of stuff. So, yeah, and 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 then maybe that that cup suffers because of the 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 you know the, the schedule you're playing. You know, last year they played the U.S. Open Cup and the League's Cup and MLS regular season, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of games. Mm-hmm. But you know, the U.S. Open Cup has been around for over a century. I, I can't. Is it 1908 or 19? I mean, 1914, I think. Yeah. 1914, yeah. 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 And that's why, like, you know, it's, it'd be like, can you imagine, you know, the Premier League saying we're not going to play in the FA Cup? I mean, that's what this is on a US scale. And it's just for a, a fan of soccer, it's just, it's, it's mind boggling. I, I think it's just a joke. I can't believe MLS would do this. And like, what about, like, uh, you know, Hey, at least we'll see, you know, uh, MNUFC 2 in the tournament, you know, this summer. But what about if I think it's DC United, they don't even have an MLS Next Club Pro team. So it's it's just so odd. So, you know what my opinion is? I think I don't give a crap. Honestly, the U.S. Open Cup has never been taken seriously by anyone Mm -hmm. other than the lower divisions. Mm -hmm. Um. It's not storied like the FA Cup is. It never will be the FA Cup. 
I mean, no matter where we are in 20 years, it never will reach that status. I just think it doesn't make any sense to prolong its life, to be honest. Um, I mean, at the same time, I get it. I get the arguments that, of you know, what MLS is doing is obviously about the money. Um, but I, I think for me, I'm like, okay, whoop-de-doo. Um, but I do think one thing um, MLS said in their release was whether whether they meant it or not um they they mentioned that they are uh, committed to working with u.s soccer to evolve and elevate the open cup for everyone involved in the years ahead that's a quote um i think what's interesting is it could be accurate right because if you pull if you put in the mls next teams and that's it what is happening is it's allowing these usl teams to have a way better chance at winning this cup. Like, yeah. I mean, the, mm-hmm. the likelihood of any MLS next team, in my opinion, winning this is pretty slim. And I think that that's oddly enough might be true in what they were trying to do here mm-hmm. was saying, you know, look with MLS playing, it's just constantly going to be MLS. It's constantly going to be MLS. So how about we pull our guys out, let our development teams do it, and USL is going to actually grow because they're going to end up winning. They're going to end up going into the Champions League. You're going to see different teams. I mean, I honestly, <clears throat> whether they're telling the truth or whether they're being sincere or not, I think that's actually going to happen. I mean, it's an interesting sort of uh, result that's probably going to happen out of it. Here, given, of course, see a team like the the Charleston Battery and the Champions League, right? You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it could happen, but honestly, mm-hmm. like I said, I just don't care. And I mean, I think I've said it on this podcast a lot. I've never liked the Open Cup. I mean, it's just yeah. always been kind of boring to me for the most part. I, but um, I don't know. I mean, yeah. some of, some of that. Oh, I'm not gonna. Yeah, I mean, that's every every piece their own. But like, I mean, now you're not gonna have like you know, obviously. And then UFC and their US Open, they've lost to USL, you know, sides, you know, mm-hmm. the giant killings. You can't have that without your giants. Uh, <laughs> yeah, with your, true, top, yeah. with, with your top division soccer teams. You know, <laughs> I mean, those, yes, you're right, David. I get what you're saying. Yeah, fine. You're going to have, you know, what I was talking about, you know, when you have these big, massive upsets. Yeah, you get those. But still, yes, does an MLS club go on and win the tournament? almost always yes that is mm-hmm. true yeah. it will be cool to see usl clubs in concaf champion league connor but uh yeah i just i don't know i don't i had it ever since um you know i've been a fan of, of minnesota united for for since their existence but you know it wasn't until mls that i really really dove in and the us open cup every year it, it was something i really look forward to i you know, hell, we went to Atlanta to watch the final. That was pretty, pretty thrilling. One of my, you know, top two, three, probably my top moment going down there mm-hmm. to watch that championship uh, final. Uh, but, you I'm know, gonna, I'm going to miss it. I think, Dave, that's, you know, that's part of my point. That's kind of part of my point, though. Like the championship was cool. It was a lot of fun going to that. And it was a lot of fun going to the semifinal. Mm-hmm. But before that, I just didn't give a crap. And I don't think most people gave a crap. 
I mean, it's like well, you don't really care. Point. You don't really care well, until your team makes it to where it matters. Yeah. You know what I mean? That is we true. Saw, yeah, I do know what you mean. Good point. You... Happens, happens. Yeah. yeah. It, it is a good point, David. That's a very good point. Maybe MLS is seeing this. There, when you have, when you can get, um, even to say, a, a, well, not that they do this much anymore, but you know, when they used to have the midweek games, but you look, never mind now with Apple TV, you look at a Saturday night game at 7 30, you know, you have 19,000 people at Allianz Field. You have a Tuesday night US Open Cup, you know, even quarterfinal, you'll have a quarter Nobody of those there. that. Right. Nobody's yeah, no. So you're right. I mean, to your point, you are right. I care, but it, it seems like most people do not care. And yeah. And I mean, and it's happened. admirable, by the way, it's admirable that you do care. Uh, I mean, I'm not like saying <laughs> yeah. you're nuts for caring, but I mean, it's yeah. like, I think for the most part, and it all comes back to your main point. It's all about the money, right? For the most part, MLS sees this and MLS is a business and they say, look, Tuesday games, there's like 8,000 people, 10,000 people. That's not helping the revenue of our of our um, owners. They're not mm-hmm. getting concession sales. They're not getting ticket sales. It's The ad revenue is not going to be good. Ad, advertisers aren't going to want to even do stuff for those games. It just doesn't make any sense. And as much as everyone wants to say, they don't want it to be about the money. They want it to be about the game. There would be no game if there wasn't the money these days. Like that's, it's just not 1925, right? People no longer play the game and go to the game and wear the jerseys because that's what it was to them. It really isn't that way anymore, unfortunately. The vast majority of fans are fans because of money and and production right. and all of that right. shit. <laughs> I mean, it's just the way it is. And I mean, we can right. try to call ourselves hardcore all we want, right? But at the end of the day, probably 80% of the fan base wouldn't be here if it wasn't for all that stuff. Yeah. Oh, and that's and, and the fact and here's a good yeah, da- sorry Tony, but yeah, I was just to off your point, David. It's like maybe this is actually going to be a good thing. Well, it's going to be a good thing for MLS because there so there's fewer games um, they'll maybe they'll get a boost in attendance. More people will go to their MLS games because there's fewer other games, fewer open cup game opportunities to go to fewer. There won't be fewer like, you know, friendlies, but you know, now that there's fewer games, I guess more people, maybe they think more people will go to the MLS regular season games, more people subscribe to, you know, their se- Apple TV season pass because they're not in the open cup anymore there's fewer ways to watch your favorite MLS club. Right. And that, you're right, guys. It's, it is about attend. It's also about attendance. It's about, I think last year, I think there was a game in Allianz field, one of these U S open cup games where they didn't even open all the vendors at Allianz field because mm-hmm. there weren't that many people mm-hmm. there. Um, so they're not making any money on those games. Um, It'll be interesting to see that there's some supporters groups out there, not just here, but around the country who are saying we're going to not watch the League's Cup or we're not going to go to League's Cup's games wow. because of this. I I, can, I, I do. I, get I laugh that. at that I a little bit. They, 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 they I, aren't consult. They were never going to consult the supporters groups. I no. mean, that was never. Here's, they want to be consulted about everything. But here's, so. the, here's the thing. And this is why I think supporters groups are saying this, because I think there's some supporters groups who are with teams back when they were in 
lower division or they oh, sure. were a lower division fan. And the U.S. Open Cup was a big thing for them. And then they got an MLS team. And, uh, oh, yes, it's it's better now. We have an MLS team. We have U.S. Open Cup. We're good to go. I'm sorry. This is not the USL. This is not whatever leagues were there before it. This is professional sports now. This is a business. As much as we want yeah. to say it's about the soccer, it's really not. It's about the money, guys. It's about the money. You know, and if the money's well, not and- there... The money's not there. They're not going to do it. And it, I'm yeah. sorry, but all you know, all of these supporters groups, which probably aren't that many, um, who are saying this kind of stuff, you you damn well know when push comes to shove next season, they're going to be doing, they're going to be in the stands during the League Cups games, doing mm-hmm. what they do. I mean, it's yeah, just yeah. the reality of it. I mean, because they're not idiots, they want to make noise now, yeah. but they're not stupid. They know this is what it is now. This is it's. Yeah. This is what it you is. You can't wi- You can't wish it into existence. You know, like I brought up the FA Cup, but like David, like you said, at least not in the next decades. The U.S. Open Cup will never be. You know what the FA Cup is in England. You know you get huge draws of those games. Obviously, that just is not the case here. It may, well, you, maybe it would well, be someday, but certainly not in the you, near future. Yeah. And that, that's, why that's do you just get, it. Why, can, you why can't do you, wish it into existence. Why do you get that for the FA Cup, though, Dave? Well, what's the difference between United States and England? It's the well, size of the country, man. It's the size. Of the country, yep. It's size. Of the it's country. also it's also a big thing. Big thing about the FA Cup is all of the teams basically have a ninety to a hundred and. 25 year history plus right yeah i mean 140 year history probably more like um and so that's completely different like the cup has been fa cup has been around for so long and all of these teams like every single one of them has been around for a century plus right here in the united states the u.s open cup sure it's been around for 100 plus years but these teams have been around for 30 years some of them five years some of them minnesota less than united that. is minnesota united is 13 years old yeah i Not mean well it's like i think dave i think you're right maybe someday the u.s open cup could be like the fa cup but you have so many decades of history that you've got to create to get there and yes. i just don't we i also need we also need high speed High speed rail travel. Exactly. And Tony, that's, you know, that's. uh, And teleportation. Yeah. Teleportation (laughs) devices, uh, high speed rail, private jet services put on by the companies. I don't care. It's, uh, it'd be, it'd be really nice. But no, Tony, you're absolutely right. The size of the country is what goes in because it's it's easy to travel from side, from end to end of, uh, of England. You could go from Cornwall to the border of Scotland in five hours driving. So it's, uh, it's super easy to get around the country. Exactly. There's an FA Cup game going on there, and you're a fan a uh, hundred miles away, yeah. and it's on a Wednesday night. You're you're gonna go. You, you're like yeah. FA Cup. I'm gonna go. You're a MLS. Uh, you're a Loons fan here. They're playing Detroit on a Tuesday night. Who the fuck is gonna go to Detroit on a fucking Tuesday night? Yeah. Right. To watch a to watch a semifinal or quarterfinal in the U.S. Open Cup. I mean, yeah. who's gonna do that? You know, and it, that that reminds me of there's that there's that TikTok video going around. I think it's kind of old now, 
it's this uh this Brit who who decides he said he goes on this rant to say he's gonna support Americans on this subject because there's another Brit who was saying she thought it was ludicrous that an American would think sitting in a car for an hour is a short distance. And this guy goes on to say, look, when you're from the UK, you never have to go more than 30 minutes anywhere. Right. And when you're in the United States, two hours isn't that big of a deal because it takes you five hours to get across the state of Texas. Like it's, it's not, it's just a completely different world in the United States. We can't, we can't look at it that way. Like Tony, you're right. You're never going to go from Minneapolis to Detroit on a Tuesday night. And that's a close one. They could actually be playing, Mm -hmm. you know, St. Louis or something. And that's even for, well, I guess that's probably a little less. Dave and I actually actually thought about going to Detroit on a Tuesday night to tell you the truth. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. I almost booked it. It's not. It's for the golfers. The golfers are playing in that fucking whatever you call it bowl up in Detroit. We're thinking Quick Lane Bowl in Detroit, Michigan, on December twenty sixth. Shout out to the golfers. Never, never been there. Never been there. But we thought about it. But again, (laughs) think about. But Dave, think about this for a second. Like you and I were talking about. But yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't driving. It wasn't driving. It wasn't a train. It wasn't. It was flying out overnight. Overnight, you got to go there overnight. All that shit is spent a lot of money to do it. Hotel, um, yeah, yeah. Whereas in England, you know, you live there. I mean, it's it's not like that. You know, no. You you drive. I mean, when when you say like an hour drive is a long way, an hour drive in England is encompassing fifteen to twenty percent of the country. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. And, yeah and I, mean, for, I can see why they would think it's long, but it, I mean, for, it's you have, and you have trains. You, from, you have trains. You're, you're, it, yeah, right. a drive it's, from here and to Chicago is a day drive. Chicago would be better, but I mean, or even Kansas City. I mean, just for the record, Detroit would be about a eleven or twelve hour drive from where we are in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But, but, but yeah, you do. But that that's a great point, Tony, because we did the math, and this was not, you know, a, you know, a new U.S. Open Cup match. But the math is the same. If you want to go mm-hmm. there for one match on a Tuesday yeah. night, you yeah. know, we did the math, and it was like, oh well, we can't realistically drive there because it takes twelve hours to drive there. And we can't take a tra- well, we could take a train there, but that would take hours and probably be expensive. Mm-hmm. So we looked into flights. Cheapest flights was like six, seven hundred dollars at the time. Yeah. Holidays, to be fair, the holiday season is probably a, playing a role in that. But anyways, you got to yeah. take a flight. You got to stay overnight. So you got to pay for the flight, the hotel, the game, yeah. the food. Mm-hmm. You know, so it becomes a thousand dollar question. Like, do you want to go to Detroit for a thousand dollars, you know, to see a game? Like well, in this case, you know, regardless of what the game means or matters, you're talking about a thousand dollars to go see a game. That's not realistic. Mm-hmm. You're right. So it's great. Yeah, point. Not great. Point. I mean, and I think the difference. That's the difference between the FA Cup and the U.S. Open Cup. Yeah, yep. yeah. and it, you know, if you think about the FA Cup, like, would I drive three hours to see Millwall and? Southampton sure because that sounds like a cool ass game to see you know like it just because again you're talking about two old mm-hmm. teams that have been around forever it's just like history and yeah. they're their lower division and it'd just be fun to see but now would I drive 
to you know like if i lived in tampa would mm-hmm. i drive from tampa to jacksonville to see tampa jacksonville in a u.s open cup i don't think i would like i just well, maybe it was, it was the final of it maybe yeah, yeah. i mean but it's yeah. like what I mean, about a Jag- like it's just not the same a, thing what about a jaguars bucks game I don't think I would drive 20 minutes to see that. Right. <laughs> I mean, I look at us going to the uh, U.S. Open Cup final years ago. And uh, David, you drove. So there was no flight for you. Uh, Dave and I flew down there. I think my flight combined was like 300 bucks. And then the hotel room, we split it three ways. But I mean, it was like it was worth it because it was the final, right? And a lot of Loons fans went to that final. I mean, we were down there in that crowd. But other than that, I mean, if it was a quarterfinal or semifinal, I wouldn't be fucking going down there. Yeah, there's no way. Well, you, oh, right. you did go to the, yeah. you know, you I you know, I went to the, I mean, David and I went to the quarterfinal, semifinal, and like the semifinal, that was a good atmosphere. But I can't remember was the upper bowl filled for that game? No, I don't. No, so. it wasn't. No, because yeah. oh, we were down. Semi- I mean, that was a good atmosphere and a good game. For but the we're down for finals. The quarter, the quarterfinal. Yeah. It wasn't the semifinal. It was the semifinal. They had the against yeah. Portland. They had the open. Uh, the upper yeah, bowl I, I was the, sitting in the upper bowl for that game. So yeah, it was it was definitely okay. full. But but uh, okay, because yeah, I was going to say. I mean, yeah, the semifinal. That atmosphere was amazing. Uh, but I mean, the quarterfinal. You know, thanks, David. That that was a fun experience sitting in the front row as well. But yeah, certainly the upper was bowl was not filled for a quarterfinal. No, but it was again. It, it's it's a money situation, guys. MLS is doing this. I know there's a lot of heat on it right now, but let's give it five years and then look back and say, did they make the right decision? And I think in five years, you're probably going to say, yeah, they did. You know, well, that's wait, well. The fair. other thing is. To be fair, they may not say it was. It may not look like the right decision, but I don't know that it's going to look like a bad decision. And and the other the, the flip side of this is, I mean, this is not final forever. I mean, they might change their mind. They they could change their mind next year. So let like messy, this is not messy written. leaves. I think well, well, that's why I think people let's not overreact. Like this is not written in stone. MLS first division will never compete in the U.S. Open. That's not what they said. U.S. Open Cup. That's not what they said. They, you know, basically they said they won't be doing it next year. And I'm assuming it might be a multi-year deal, but it's not forever. So we'll see what Messi, happens. When Messi retires, they'll they'll go back. Yeah, but when Messi <laughs> retires, what other superstars are going to come over because of Messi? You know, right. you've already got well, maybe. Suarez going down to, to Inter-Miami. Mm-hmm. You've got Sergio sure. Busquets. You've got Jordi Alba. And then mm-hmm. uh, who else have they been Name playing? some players that aren't going to Miami. Name some Ivan, international Ivan superstars Rakitic. that are coming. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm. God. Right. Yeah. yeah it's crazy so this is an ongoing thing we'll see what happens uh yeah. we've all said our we all said our two cents uh connor do you have any soccer history tonight uh i do have a little um not much though it is december so it's not really soccer season but i will go ahead and give a couple of draft stories here tonight guys um today is december 18th 2023 when we've got, we had our MLS re-entry draft in 2017. The uh, the MLS re- the inaugural MLS re-entry draft for us, we drafted Tyrone Mears that year Ooh, on uh, yeah. December fifth, December fifteenth. 
And, and I don't want to interrupt, but we we haven't mentioned that technically the the as as we, you're going to hear this after we record it, so that's a shame. But as we record, the MLS Super Draft 2024 is tomorrow, December 19th. So that's wild that it's this early that. too. It's uh, right. like, like I always thought it would. I, th- I always thought it was in January every year, but I, I guess for the past couple of years they have done it in December. So it's it's. After looking at it, mm-hmm. I wonder. I wonder who the best next best choice is going to be. Um, we must. Uh, what's our pick in the draft this year? It must nine. be early, right? Nine. Is it nine? Ninth. Okay. Yeah, ninth overall. Well, hopefully, we we don't let it go to waste, and we put another draft class, Dotson esque, Saint Clair esque, Gasper esque. You know, it would be nice to have that kind of draft class again. Another draft story. Uh okay, so 2016, the that was our first MLS expansion draft. Oh, that was our exp- expansion draft. So we drafted Chris Duval from New York Red Bulls, who we traded to the Montreal Impact for Johan Venegas. Venegas. Yep. We mm. drafted Colin Warner from Houston Dynamo. Remember him? Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mo Saeed, who I thought, Saeed. Was, yeah, I thought was going to be, um, I I heard his name, I heard his name quite a bit coming into that season, so I thought he was mm-hmm. going to be good. But then we traded him to Colorado pretty early on yep. that year. We drafted Jeff Atzanella from Real Salt Lake that year, and mm-hmm. we drafted Femi Hollinger Yamsen from New New England Revolution that year. So that was uh that was an interesting Great picks. Great picks. Right. I only recognize a couple of those names. <laughs> um then like a year later after that, by the way, we loaned Johan Venegas to Saprisa on a one year deal. Oh, yeah. yeah. He gone. Yeah. He gone. Yep. But there are your draft stories. Uh I, mm-hmm. everything else was everything else was all striker stories and there aren't a lot of wins. So yeah. That's cool. uh, so I thought I'd go with the draft this year. Um mm-hmm. one thing I do want to do before we go into that uh in, into your funny story for the night, Tony. Mm-hmm. I sent you guys a photo and David yes. went back and forth with me on that for the FIFA Intercontinental Cup. Yes. Um there was I think it's I think it's for yeah, two, it's for the 2024 FIFA Intercontinental Cup where everyone every continent's champions league winner is going to be competing in this cup basically a smaller version it's it's basically a combination of the club world cup and the confederations cup basically um what i don't like about it of course is that as you see in the in the table the uefa champions league winner basically gets a free pass to the final uh every ridiculous yeah, ridiculous. It's it like there's a bunch of different uh, the the winner of the Oceanian FC. Like I mean, I get it. That's not as prestigious as um as the UEFA Champions League winner, but the winner of Oceania has to go through four matches to be able to to be able to win this thing. Where UEFA just has to win the one game. I feel like yeah. they should at least put them through a, another match before it goes through to the finals. So I think it's just it, I. I think that's cl- either favoritism Dirty. or just stupidness, you know? Well, it's, it's, money. 
it's 100 eurocentric bs i mean mm-hmm. it's soccer's all i mean fifa's always been that way i mean it's it's so lame how they do that they mm-hmm. they always seem to favor europe and all the scheduling's always on european favor you know favored timing it's just I mean, this is absurd, honestly. I mean, just completely nuts. The, the, the thing about so this that, is though, this like... is this is replacing. I mean, this is 2024, so it's not the year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's not 2025, but no, it's not the Club World re- Cup. This is the mm-hmm. this is the Intercontinental oh. Cup. This is yes. um, okay. Okay, so it is different. So ba- mm-hmm. yeah, so basically, you've got like the winner of the cha- of every continent's <laughs> Champions Leagues, um, and they're mm-hmm. facing off against each other. So it's their version, of, the club team's version of the Confederations Cup. From back in the yep. day. Mm, yep. Okay. So, okay. Crazy. Yeah. It almost. I mean, if it really know, was about the money, I would, you would think that you would put UEFA through more matches because it, it no, has exactly. more people. Because no, you want to win that thing, championship. Yeah. Well, the one thing I was going to say about this is though it almost makes like I, you know, whether you're from Oceania or but you know even from Concacaf or at least your journey, you know is a little more special if you do make it by getting to the final yeah. after winning a few matches. Whereas if you're just given a final, it just doesn't, is what does that mean for you? I don't yeah. think, you know, that is that European club going to take it as serious as, as the, you know, let's say Oceanic group that made it, you know, three matches just to mm-hmm. get to that final. I, I you know, it's mm-hmm. about the journey as well. And so yeah. it's going to be a lot more special for those teams that make yeah. it. To the final it's not going to be nearly as special obviously for that european club that just is given a final that is kind of ridiculous so yeah it's yep. crazy um speaking of these club teams guys we did mention this before the podcast announcement came out yesterday that the united states is going to host the uh, fifa club championship yep world cup uh next uh next year uh, 2025, and then of course the World Cup comes in 2026. So it'll be cool to see 32 teams from across the globe playing in the United States for that club championship for that club That's World right. Cup. We are, so we already know a few of the teams as well. We've got uh, Seattle Sounders will be one of them in mm-hmm. uh, going mm-hmm. in there. Then you've got Monterey and Leon going from uh going from Mexico. You've got mm-hmm. teams from Europe like Chelsea, Real Madrid, Man City. They're all in there already. Um, Bayern mm-hmm. Munich, PSG, Inter, Porto, Benfica. Uh, they're mm-hmm. all in it already. Yep. Um, yeah. So so it's it'll be it'll nice be to a good... see Seattle per- performing on uh, performing against Real Madrid. I'd love to see them get beat by Real Madrid like five 0 but um... <laughs> it'll be jam packed uh, next <laughs> yeah. year, and we'll see where they're going to play those games. Uh, I'm. You know, who knows if they're going to play them in the stadiums they play the World Cup in or if they're going to give it to smaller places, which would be nice if they did that. It'd be great. But we'll see how that pans out. Um, Before we get out of here, guys, I have one funny story to talk about. It's about elections. I said elections, not erections. Elections. Uh, This is out from uh, Rainier, Washington, uh, where a city council uh, seat was determined by one vote which avoided a tie and a coin toss. Uh, Unfortunately, one of the candidates didn't vote. Uh, Ryan Roth won by a single vote, his own. His opponent, Damian Green, did not vote for himself. 
the two are competing for a city seat, a seat on the city council in Rainier, uh, a small community near uh, near Olympia. Uh, this guy said he did not vote for himself because he didn't want to be classified as a narcissist. Um, but he lost by literally one vote. every single politician in, in <laughs> history votes for themselves. That's that's ridiculous. Yes. Yeah, did it say whether did he abstain mm-hmm. from voting mm-hmm. in the election, or did he vote for somebody else? Did it say that? Uh, no, he he didn't he didn't vote at all. He said, "Okay, uh, well, he, he didn't vote, vote in a position." Voting. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Now, this funny thing is, is that the Roth guy who won uh, ran a campaign. He canvassed voters, handed out yard signs, voted, marched in the town's parade. Mr. Green, the guy who lost, is an audio body technician whose household includes six children, chose not to campaign, trusting that voters will remember his stance from a previous run. So he's run before. Uh, at a public forum. Did he vote small for himself in the other ones then? It didn't oh. say that. Yeah. Uh, in, in an interview on Wednesday, Mr. Green, the guy who did not vote for himself, said he wished he voted, but not for himself. I ran for other people, not for me, he said. Uh Two middle-class dudes trying to do the same thing for our community, so it's a win-win for Rainier. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he did not for himself, said he because he didn't want to be classified as a narcissist. Um, yeah, and if he would have voted for himself, it would have been a coin toss. So decide who the hell won that election. So, yeah. I mean, well, props you don't to vote. that guy, I guess. I guess. It's, it's, probably, nice it's probably a bullet dodged, quite honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I agree. He sounds like too nice of a guy to be a politician. Yeah, yeah exactly right. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a nice thought, but if you don't vote in an election that you're running in, you don't deserve to be on the city council. I don't mm-hmm. think if you're not going to vote, then why run? Yeah. yeah, I mean, isn't that like every every yeah, election set an example? See... Yeah, you got to get people out to vote. You got to show that you're yeah. voting. Yeah, yeah, it's a whole. Yeah. Don't we see this? Don't we always see the news story of the president voting for himself? You know, here, yeah, here's the, uh, here's Biden well, and his if, walker it, coddling if into you don't the, vote. I get you know if you don't vote, you're just showing that you don't care about that particular election or or yeah. politics in general. Here's I guess, here's, so. here's Trump and his golf cart motoring up to get to the election booth and be right. you know, I mean that's what they do. I mean. If I ran for city council, I'd fucking vote for myself for fuck's sake. Of course. Of course. Why wouldn't I? Yeah. I believe what I'm saying. Why would I vote for myself? You know, I mean, like if I was, I'd want to at least get one vote, you know. (laughs) Exactly right. I wouldn't want to get, I wouldn't want to get shut out in an election. I'd be honest. Dave, I want to vote for myself because I don't want to get shut out. (laughs) What was your, what was your policies be for the city of Plymouth, Dave? I mean, I'm, I'm interested to see what your policies would be. Be uh, more soccer, more, more soccer, a pro soccer team. Yeah. <laughs> more. Airport near my house, so I can get out of here faster. You know, she like that. Another I don't brewery. think I'd have a strong camp. I don't have, yeah, another brewery. That's good. I I wouldn't have a strong platform to run on. I don't think I I I have any chance here. Yeah, it's not like student council. You'd be like, yeah. Free pot for everybody, Woo-hoo. right? Yeah, like that. Oh, you could never, pot you could never in the cafeteria. False yeah. promises, which you could never do. You know, it's like right. you yeah. could never do it. You know, I'll let everybody leave the campus when you have your uh, your study hall. Woo-hoo. 
Oh yeah, never happened. Right. Nobody gave a shit. Yeah. So yeah, the maybe this guy. You're right, David. Maybe this guy lucked out, and he's not going to be on city council, so he won't have to uh, have any skeletons come out of his closet about some, you know, thing he did back in high school where he mutilated a dog or something like that. Who knows? You know. <laughs> Jeez. Well, I was just trying to think of something that you know skeletons the, the worst thing. possible thing. <laughs> well, that's not the worst possible thing, but you know, that's you know, something that always comes if something comes up like that, you know. It could be it could be you mutilated a dog while it was raining. Could be. Well, no, it's always something comes up. It's like somebody does you run for council or whatever, and somebody's like when I was in, you know, 10th grade, me and this guy, we went and shot squirrels with a BB gun. You know, shit like that. You know, something always comes up. That's you know? a, ah. that's better than mutilating a dog. He ran, he ran, makes me sick. Dave, Dave's thinking about Merlin right now. He's like, oh, it makes me sad. Mm. Henry's like, yeah, Henry's lying like right next to me right now. He's uh, lucky. Sorry, Henry. Yeah. It was... It was an example. It wasn't like something that happened. <laughs> but Jesus. Lord. Um, All right. If anybody's still listening, it was uh, just, I'm having to be looking at right now, it was Jeremy Rushing that brought up the point that if Trap really wants to stay in Minnesota and give MNUFC a hometown discount versus market value, this is a no-brainer re-signing. And that's where you and Blake uh, uh, went off from there. So. Mm-hmm. Not that anybody's still listening at this point. Uh, nobody's listening. Yeah, it is. they didn't hear me say absolutely that. no one. Nobody's listening. I'm not even sure I'm listening. listening at this point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anybody else got anything to say before we get the fuck out of here? Anybody? Merry Christmas. No, no, Merry Christmas. We, yeah, everybody. we said it all. Merry yeah, Merry Christmas. Good point. Yeah, less than a week away now. So, yeah. Ooh, uh, yeah. uh, happy Hmong New Year to any listeners who may celebrate that. There you go. Yeah, that's right. All right. Happy Hanukkah, happy, happy Kwanzaa. Happy holidays to people who don't have a preference, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like I said, we'll be back probably in two weeks, depending on how the New Year's goes, maybe a little couple days after the New Year. We'll see. If anything pops up that's super crazy, we'll try to do an emergency podcast, but it's the off season. There's probably nothing going on. So uh so for myself, Tony, for Dave, David, and Connor. We'll talk to you guys in a couple weeks. Merry Christmas, New Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays.